All right, Ambush, and today we are joined by a Canadian, a singer, a song, a writer, and not just, he's not just that, he is a father, a husband, a friend, and he has been a traveling performer for a long time, and he is coming up upon a release of a new album, his uh, latest album in quite a while, I believe. If you uh, count 2020, he released a little bit of a uh, holiday album, but besides that we're taking it back to 2015 so probably a little bit of a quite a bit to dive into with our guest here today the upcoming album it is called botanicals our guest is jp ho how's it going today jp it's going great i'm having a beautiful day here in uh, winnipeg canada we finally hit our spring and everybody's feeling, I don't know, 10 times better than they were about a week ago. So we're, we're in a good place. Uh, gotta love, uh, the prairies, right? Oh, it's June. Yeah. The snow finally almost gone. Let's go. Right. <laughs> it's, this has been, I, you know, I, I don't have any reference to anybody else because we live in a bubble here, but it was a, uh, it was a hard winter and a harder spring. And so the gratitude that everyone's feeling right now, it's, uh, it's intense. So we're ready to let this summer get going. Hey, hey, the grass is starting to grow. The flowers are starting to bloom and everybody is ready for some sunshine to get out into some crowds and otherwise, I'm sure, too. Absolutely. Yeah, it'll be great to start to play on a more frequent basis instead of, you know, once every five months. <laughs> Whenever the door opens, get my foot inside of it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, fantastic. And of course, like I mentioned earlier, we're here to talk about this upcoming album, Botanicals, my friend. So, of course, I want to know, when exactly does this album begin to uh, take shape for you? Because like I mentioned, your last true album about 2015, a Christmas album in 2020. So, yeah. When does Botanicals begin to grow? Yeah, botanicals uh, started to grow probably back in 2019, and in 2018, I'd released, uh, I made a, a record with four other sort of well-known singer-songwriters from from Winnipeg, and we were hoping that we would spend sort of the next two years promoting that record and touring that record. And once the record came out, two of the artists were no longer, I guess allowed to pursue our project and so that kind of just threw the timeline of of getting music out there into a tailspin and and so i had to re regroup myself and uh started to write the songs in 2019 and then pandemic hit and it was a mixture of you know i couldn't quite plan ahead for the future during that time like there was here in winnipeg we had plenty of lockdowns and and my wife her job is was to make a therapy drug for covid to try and help create one and so when you're the artist out of the two people in in the uh the relationship you become the de facto and the default stay-at-home person and homeschool teacher and and it really just kind of it messes with your brain but those moments when the kids would go back to school and go back to daycare for at least a month, it would be about trying to songwrite and try and 
you know, be my own therapist and get out what I was observing and what was what was eating at me. And finally, finally, last September, we got to a place here in Winnipeg where it sort of felt pretty safe to send the kids out. And, and that's when I finally got to start uh, tracking. And, and by Christmas time, we had everything mixed. And, and now we're just waiting for supply chains to, uh, to make the, the vinyl. And, and then September, we get to release the whole thing. And, and it's been a long time coming, but I'm very, very proud and excited about this. Hey, hey, a long time coming, a lot of work that goes into it. And I kind of laugh there just because normally when you talk to an independent musician, it's, oh, we only have five days to get into the studio. We have to record all of our songs inside of this time. And like for you, it's like, no, I just need to send my kids to daycare, man. (laughs) Honestly, I did not, you know, coming into being a musician, you do not think about being a parent. You do not think about having to balance like normal life with this sort of extraordinary life. And yeah, it was, it was great. Once they left, I made sure like I sort of, uh, I went throughout the pandemic, tried to acquire all the equipment that I wanted so that I could be tracking and I could be engineering and bring all the musicians that I wanted to, to my studio and, and track and do the pacing the way that I wanted to. And I didn't feel that there was no gun. There was no clock ticking. It was just make the record you want to make. And it was a, it was a, it was a relatively new experience compared to like the two records before that, in that uh, we were in the middle of a pandemic. And so who knew what was to come? And it made, it took any pressure off of trying to make a record that could do this or could open this. And it reminded me of making my very first record and saying, Oh, I just want to, I just want to make these songs because they, they please me. They make me happy. This is, there was 35 to pick from and we picked 11 or 12 that, that just made me happy. And it was like an art project. And I don't know if musicians get to have that feeling as often as they should because everybody's trying to figure out how to stay afloat. And this one, I thought, you know, F it. Let's just, let's just make something. Let's make a piece of art. And whatever happens, happens. And it, it's, a, it's a really freeing experience. Hey, hey, I love to hear that. And of course, you mentioned there is you sort of were the engineer and the producer behind all of these tracks as well there. Yeah. Yeah, I remember in 2007 or 8 when I heard Sufjan Stevens like come and feel the Illinois and I was looking at like the credits and so much was him. And I thought, "Oh, that is that's a goal. That's like that is top of my professional bucket list. Spend the next decade watching and observing and figuring out what the best do and how they do it and then give yourself a shot and so i just i wanted i wanted to have something to put on a mantle a personal mantle i wanted to show my kids you know if you work hard and you pay attention 
you can you can make something that you're proud of, you know. And I got to write all the orchestration charts for the the string players and play most of the instruments on the record. And I don't know if I would do it again like this, but the pandemic, if there was a silver lining for me, it was that there were there were times where we weren't allowed to have anybody over. And so you were just forced to do it. And it turned out to be like a really wonderful experience. Mm-hmm. Definitely a, a lot harder to do when you're out touring Europe and otherwise, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Touring, there's time for nothing. Time for nothing except hopefully like one good cup of coffee. <laughs> A lot of bad coffee along the way, though. (laughs) A lot of gas station coffee just to make it. You can always tell the difference between good coffee and I was like, does it taste good with just sugar or do I have to like load this thing with creamer? (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Um, But uh, yeah, it was it was nice. It was nice to do. Hey, hey, got it done. And of course, came out with some incredible tracks and our first taste of the album came out here uh may 26 just recently as of the recording of the album here with out of the darkness so so of course uh take us a little bit behind uh what this track means to you and what was the decision behind making it the lead song so this is a this is one of the songs that i wrote during the pandemic and it was it came in the first year of the pandemic when the level of uncertainty I don't think we had ever felt, whether it was like individually or or collectively. And I I remember just sort of watching the news and scrolling through and and people were going, people were dying. And and it seemed it seemed terrifying to not have any sort of grasp on how do you how do you deal with this? And and at the same time, that was the first time my kids were, you know, locked out of school and daycare. And I just, you know, daydreamed away and thought, okay, what if, what if it gets me? What if it gets me? What is the, what's the legacy that I'm going to leave them? And, and then it just made me think about sort of how we're running this thing as a whole. Is it important to be loved by the people that know you? Is it important to, be famous? Is it important to uh, be admired for your skills? Like, what is it that, what is it that makes life important? And, and so I, I think I, I hope I came to the right conclusion, which is it's, it's important to live a life so that people in general miss you and that you want to try and live that life that you've done enough good and you've put enough good out there that you know, I think I remember a quote saying, live your life so that even the undertaker is sad uh, when you die. And I just wanted to try and I wanted to make a song as a roadmap, if you will, like for for my kids. And I chose to put this one out as as the first single, not because it has really any sort of commercial viability, but I thought because it's been a while since I put out a record, expectations are not high. Expectations are at the at the lowest they could be. So let's start with one that I think is beautiful, one that sort of creeps in, and one that just sort of 
it's a gentle knock on the door saying, okay, JP is about to put out a new record and this is the direction that it's going. And I think that it, it captures the sentiment overall of the record. Very well said. I, I must agree for sure. And I also, I like the name of the song too, just because like, A, we're coming out of this period that we've all experienced through the last two years. Like nobody was not affected by it. And no. also just this period of you coming sort of back to music as well. It sort of has like multiple meanings to it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and the, I, I'm hoping that it's, you know, it's totally relatable to whatever world you're in, you know, everybody, you know, especially during this pandemic, everybody kind of probably lost touch with a lot of people in their lives and, and through no fault of their own, through, you know, just the experience, but we have to, everyone has to sort of find a way to like, stand up again and and you know if this if this nudges anybody then that's great or if at least people feel that it's relatable that you know they're not the only ones who have felt like garbage and and see that maybe this is maybe this is the like the the acme of life and and we've gotten to this point and then pandemic hits now you have to choose okay that's how I lived the front half of my life. How do I want to choose to live the back half of my life? And I think it's kind of neat that the pandemic has made us have to think about bigger picture things and think about life as, as a whole. We were like, everyone had to confront it over the last couple of years. And I think that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. I think so too. I think it put a lot of things in perspective for people because like you can go like two years without seeing your family. And for a lot of people, they were doing that and yeah. like not putting it in. But like, as soon as you're told that you can't, suddenly it became a like, what, what, what do you mean? I can't go see grandma. What? Right. Like, but, but I had this option the entire time. And like, now that it's been taken away from me, I want that back. I want Nana, you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> absolutely. 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 If it would be, it would be shocking if this did not change people for the better. Uh, but I guess, I guess time will tell. <laughs> people have a funny way of going about things. We'll see how they take it. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Oh, uh, fantastic. And of course, one thing that uh, anyone who follows you on social media may have seen is you've sort of hinted towards there may be a, a, some music video aspects of things, some visuals coming our way as well. So what could you potentially uh, tell us about that? Oh, sure. So, I mean, right now the plan is to release uh, three singles before the album. And so this is the first one and we're just editing away a video that I think, I think captures what was going on in my head. And it's really like a, a love letter to the, the two people that, you know, kept me breathing for all intents and purposes. Cause I know that over the pandemic, my mental health took uh, numerous hits and, and my the two little kids that, uh, that at the at the time 
felt like an like a a struggle to to keep their spirits up and to remember that I'm a person as well and not sort of not lose yourself. But they, you know, the love that sort of they reciprocated with me is for sure what allowed me to get through it. And so the first video is it's a performance video. And then we try to blend in a bunch of sort of home video clips from the, specifically the last two years and all the, all the hours that we spent together. And, and once again, like, I don't know if it's my age or, or just this pandemic, but I think about legacy more than I ever thought about legacy. And, and I think, okay, it'd be really neat if we do this first video, which is about identifying what's important in life and then match it with a video with these two little people that, that for me were the things that, that kept me going. And then our next two singles were, we're making, we're going to make a couple live performance videos, live to tape videos that, uh, that mimic some of the, the great videos that came out in like the sixties that were sort of, there wasn't a lot of like pomp and circumstance, but it was, this is a band and this is a band that are playing their instruments. And, you know, that's, that's the world that I resonate in. I love real musicians who play their instruments. And, and so we're going to try and do a little tongue in cheek and a little nod to the, to the videos that like the Beatles put out or the Stones put out back in the sixties where it's three cameras on a soundstage and, and yeah. And so those will be, those will come out in the summertime and out of the darkness should come out in the next week or so. And then the record comes out in September. Hey, fantastic. All right. So sounds like uh, you've got some things planned, like the uh, train is rolling here. It feels good to have the train rolling. And uh, I know that this year, because it was really hard to imagine in the middle of winter, what touring would look like in 2022. The nice thing is I don't, the timing of the record coming out in the fall means we can start to plan for like a late 2022 or all of 2023. And so this is just a year about reconnecting with people, putting it out there and just saying, Hey, I'm, I'm coming back in, uh, have a listen and hopefully, hopefully you like it. And then we'll see you. We'll see you as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. For sure. And of course, if people want to, uh, join along for this ride, what's the best way to, uh, follow along? You know, I like the gram probably more than anything else, which doesn't really say say much because I have I never know what is absolutely interesting going on in my day to day life. But uh, Instagram slash JPO or I mean Twitter or Facebook or YouTube, and people would like me to get onto TikTok, and that's a that's a TBD that's a TBD situation. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm clever enough for that, but we'll see. With time. Time will tell, right? <laughs> yeah, time will tell. But go and stream stream out of the darkness if you can, and uh, feel free to have a listen to anything older than that. And, and uh, yeah, hopefully you'll like the new record. 
as the guests absolutely should. I'll throw some links in the description to today's show to make it nice and easy for you to go ahead and do so. And I know, of course, some of the fans, some of the listeners, uh, maybe like those who I said, follow you on social media. Maybe maybe you've seen that you are, uh, you know, coaching some little league hockey <laughs> in your spare time. And obviously that's the thing that they're really here for. Do you have any, <laughs> any tips or tricks for oh, these yeah. coaches, for these little league coaches? Oh boy. Uh, I mean, right now I'm in coaching a uh, little league uh, baseball or U11 baseball. Um, I think the key is at this age, the number one question is if they're having fun, good. If they're getting all the kids, you want the kids to have as many touches as possible. Otherwise you lose them. And that's about it. it don't be afraid to make them run laps. Solid, solid advice. Thank you so much. I'm sure people were taking down notes the whole time. Fun. Very important. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Oh, my goodness. I appreciate you joining me here, JP. I have one last question for you. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So, of course, we've talked about the process of crafting and creating this album. And what I would like to know now is through exactly that, that process, how has it helped you to grow or what has it taught you about yourself? Hmm. It it has taught me to be more sure about my own decisions and that it's okay if others don't like it. It's it really just takes the onus off of trying to get approval from other people and and this is that's not important. It's, you know, as an artist, when you when you start this thing out, you're doing it because you have something to say and you want to say it the way you want to say it. And then through time, it it gets a little bit convoluted and and you're trying to find a way to have a career arc. You want you still want it to go in the right direction. And so it's very easy to compromise on the initial ideas that you had. And so making this record allowed me to sort of just get in touch with those feelings again of, hey, you know what you want to do. There's a million different ways you can go, but go the way you want to go. You're the one who's running this show. And as long as you like it and you don't have any regrets and you don't feel bad about it after, if you work with a producer and the producer says, I think we should do this. And you say, oh, I think we should do this but you side with the producer because it's the producer. And then ultimately you hate it for the rest of your life. What purpose does that serve? And so if you can, if you have the means to do it yourself, I highly encourage it. And uh, so that's, that's what I take away is sort of remembering, I know what I'm supposed to be doing here. I've been doing this long enough that I have an education and it's ingrained in me. And I hope other people can follow that same path. Absolutely. Hey, that's a uh, wonderful lesson. I thank you for sharing it with us. And I hope people can uh, follow it as well. And I hope that people can also follow that link to that new single, Out of the Darkness, which I am so thankful that you took the time to join us here today to discuss. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, I hope we'll uh, chat again soon. Ah, yeah, I hope that you enjoyed our conversation with today's guest, J. 
P-Ho, and you can go ahead and find JP's latest single, Out of the Darkness, right now over on your favorite music streaming service. When you're there, you better be hitting the follow button, because you heard it here today. JP's got an upcoming album. This is just the lead single. There's so much more coming. The best way to make sure you don't miss out is to follow him there as well as on your favorite social media platform too, so you don't miss out on the incredible things going on in the world of JP Ho. Oh, we got to give JP a final roaring DTP. Thank you for joining us here on today's episode. We have to thank the incredible Mavis from over at Nice Marmot PR for setting it all up. And of course, the audio wizard German from YPEditor.com for making it all sound so good. Yes. Last but not least, we got to thank you, the Ambush, for tuning on in today. If you've yet to subscribe to the podcast, what are you waiting for? Go ahead and do so. And you can also help us by sharing this episode, giving us a big old five-star review by heading on over to our web store, that is deserttiger.shop, where we're going to be running a little bit of a sale starting tomorrow, Thursday, July the 7th. Ah, uh, yeah, that is 070722, a run until this Sunday, 30% off at deserttiger.shop, yes. And now we leave you with this. Go out. Find your roar and then let it out into the world for you are a mighty tiger. You are wanderers. You are powerful. You are beautiful. You are all three of these things. So much more. Don't you ever forget it. And until next time, am Fush. Bye-bye. The Desert Tiger Podcast.